Welcome to the SYA podcast, giving you teachings from the young adult ministry of Shepherd Church, where it's our mission to lift up Christ that the world might believe. We have different gatherings throughout the month. For more info, go to wearesya.com and follow us on Instagram at wearesya. Hi, Shepherd Church. How are we doing tonight? We're excited tonight. I like it. Well, my name is Ruby, and I'm really excited to be with you. I don't know if I've told you this before. Maybe I have when I've been up here, but you guys are my favorite. Like, you you really are. Thursday night is my favorite. So I'm so excited that I get to be with you tonight at our Thursday service. Well, I hope that also you've been surviving this weird weather that we've been having, like foreign to us Californians. It's like gloom, rain. How many of you are like soaking it up? Like you love this weather. Anybody? Okay. Whoa, okay. A few of you. Or how about you just like hate it and you're just craving the summer sun and like a beach day. That's definitely me. I've been craving a beach day. Well, either way, however you feel about the weather, I really truly hope that you're doing well tonight. We've been in this series called Let Go and Let God. And over the past few weeks, we've been talking about powerful things like temptation. And even last week, Caleb had an amazing message all about guilt and shame in our lives. And today, we're gonna talk about the battle for your mind. But before we even dive into our message tonight, I just wanna start us off by prayer. Is that okay? Can I just pray for us before we begin? Okay, I'm gonna pray for us tonight, and as I do this, I want you to know something. I truly believe, like I deeply believe that this message tonight could be life-changing for you. And I don't say that because I'm special or I say something so well, I'm not. I say that because I truly believe that God wants to change your life through this message and he will speak powerfully to you. So let me pray for us before we dive in. Lord, thank you so much for my friends that are here tonight. Thank you for Thursdays and just the the space that it's been for me and hopefully for them as well. I just wanna ask that you would open up our hearts to what you have for us tonight, God. Soften our hearts, let all the distractions melt away, whatever we walked in this room with, even maybe even the worries or the anxiety that you're battling in this moment. God, just take that away. Fill us with your peace and open up our hearts to exactly what you want to teach us. We love you, Lord. In your name we pray, amen. Well, you probably learned that love is a battlefield from the great Pat Benatar song, right? Remember this one? We are young. It's an iconic song. Or maybe if you're a millennial, you learned this lesson from Jordan Sparks' famous song, Battlefield. Anybody? That's one of my personal favorites. So I was honestly just hoping I could put that song into a sermon. Or maybe if you're a part of Gen Z, you learn this lesson from the smash song Brutal by Olivia Rodrigo. It's brutal out here. I had to be careful not to actually sing that. No one wants to hear me singing those songs. That's why I played them for you. So thank you, you're welcome. (laughs) 
Well, oftentimes in our lives, we can feel like we're in a mental battle, like we are literally at war in our own minds. And I wanna encourage you with something today, and this is actually the first fill in the blank on your note sheet today as we get started. I wanna encourage you with this. God wants to give you more than eternal life. He wants to give you abundant and victorious life. Yes, God promises us eternal life in heaven with him one day, and we should be celebrating that and looking forward to that. That's wonderful. But he also talks about the here and the now. That the life you're actually living right now, that that matters too. He wants us to live freely, abundantly, and victoriously. But we have to establish something before we can even move any further tonight. Like this is crucial for you to know as we talk about the battle that all of us are in for our minds. Whoever controls the mind of a person controls that person. Whoever controls the mind of a person controls that person. This made me think of the Pixar movie, Inside Out. Do we have any Inside Out fans in the house? Yes, okay, a few of you have seen it. It was a hit movie a few years ago, and it was an animated movie all about the psychology of the human brain and emotions and how we process things. So I wanna show you a clip tonight from that movie. controls that person, right? Have you ever felt like this? This is an exhausting way to live. Like Riley, maybe fear is in control of your mind. Or maybe if you're honest, it's just anger. Like that one we saw, all the controls are just firing off and you are just full of anger. Or maybe you struggle with insecurity and all day long you are at war in your own mind, just fighting off negative thoughts like you'll never be good enough. You aren't as successful as her. You'll never be as speaker as her or as special as them. And by the end of the day, you're honestly just mentally and emotionally exhausted. And you feel like curling up and taking a nap 
because all day long you've let these lies creep in and you've been trying to fight them off all day. Your mind is playing these lies on repeat and it's just honestly heavy on your shoulders. I don't know if you feel that way, I've been there. And if I can be totally transparent with you guys tonight, even though I work at a church, I don't have it all together. I hate to burst your bubble. I don't have it all together. I've been battling anxiety and security and negative thoughts my entire life. I remember feeling anxiety from the time I was just a little girl. I wanna show you two pictures of some notes that I wrote when I was little, about six or seven, in a really anxious state. So let me read them to you. First one says, dear mommy and daddy, I am really, real scared. Don't you love my spelling too? It's really spot on there. And sad too. Well, please check on me and I love you guys. Another one that I have says, I am really, real scared again, to reiterate the point. I was really scared. And you can laugh at these, I mean, they're funny. But also they were written from a really anxious, really scared place. I couldn't go to bed at night unless I knew exactly where my parents were, what room they were gonna be in, when they were gonna come to bed, and then these notes would slide under their door. And truly, in that moment, my mind had convinced me that these lies were true, and they were holding me captive. From just the age of six or seven years old, I had already started engaging the battle for my mind. You see, your mind is the battlefield. That's the battleground. Your mind is the battlefield. We see this as early in the Bible as Genesis chapter three. We see the very first lie ever planted into the head of a human, into Eve, and she begins to question everything she thought she knew. She knew all this truth from God, but then the enemy said something different, and now she's entered into this battle for her mind. As I grew up through my teenage years and now as an adult, the negative thoughts have shifted more to things like, you're not as pretty as her, you'll never be as good of a speaker as her, or you will always be an anxious and sad person. Proverbs 2:23 says this, be careful what you think because your thoughts run your life. Isn't that so true? How we think about people, the world, ourselves, and God literally run our lives. I love what Pastor Craig Rochelle says. He says, our life is always moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts. And maybe you're sitting here right now thinking, whoa, I don't know if I want my life to be moving in the direction of my strongest thought. <laughs> like, that's scary. My strongest thoughts are a very dark, a very scary, very weird place. Like, I don't know if I want my life moving in that direction. Well, my encouragement to you today is don't believe everything you think. This is a dangerous way for us to believe. Don't believe everything you think. My counselor will often remind me of this. I'm a huge fan of counseling. By the way, I've been in counseling for the past year and it has just transformed how I think about myself. So I'm a huge fan of that. But anyway, she says things like, Ruby, your feelings are real, 
but they're not always true. Your feelings are real, but they're not always telling you the truth. And we simply cannot believe everything we think. I want us to read our text for today. It's gonna come from the book of 2 Corinthians. So if you have your Bible, go ahead and pull that out, your phone, whatever that looks like. We're gonna have it up on the screen for you as well so you can follow along. But we're gonna be in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses three through five. And here we see Paul writing to the early church about this very idea, the battle for our minds. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. In this text, we see Paul using some very strong word choice. This is very strong language and chosen on purpose about demolishing and strongholds. These are big, powerful word choices. And tonight I want us to think about strongholds like fortresses of thought. Strongholds are like these fortresses of thought and we create these around phrases and things like, I'll never be good enough. I will always live in fear. And we take these phrases and these things that we tell ourselves and we literally just start to barricade ourselves around these lies. We start to build these bricks up, build these things, and we are building a fortress around our own negative thoughts, and they will begin to run your life. But like Paul says at the end of this, he says we need to demolish these fortresses of negative thoughts and negative thought patterns. Here's the thing, friends. The longer we choose to stay in these lies and these fortresses of thought that we're barricading ourselves around, the more likely we are to stay in them. Any thought that you don't take captive will take you captive. Any thought you don't take captive will take you captive, and it will begin to run your life. Whether you even realize it, you might not even be aware of it, but it is running your life. I wanna let you know today that there is another way to live. I wanna invite you into that. There is another, better, brighter option ahead. We've all found ourselves prisoners of our past. But I want you to understand the freedom that comes from trusting God with our lives. It's like that sigh of relief. And I truly believe that God longs an experience for you to experience a breakthrough. Maybe it's even tonight that you would have a turnaround and you'd be able to move forward. One of my favorite verses in the whole Bible, John 10.10. John 10.10 says this, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy, but I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I want you to have a full life. Just like that verse is saying, you can live freely. Peace is possible. I know it might not feel like that, but peace is possible. Craig Rochelle talks about this idea of creating new ruts in our mind. 
We can get stuck in these negative patterns and ruts that we create without even knowing it in our minds. Think about when you go on a hike with your family, with your friends, and you notice as you're going on the hike, you follow the path because it's been beaten down by people over and over and over again and it has created this path, this rut. But creating a new rut is saying, I'm deciding to go off the beaten path and carve a new one. If you've ever done this on a hike, you know it's a bit more challenging, right? You try to veer off into the sticks and there's rocks and there's, there's things in your way and you might see some scary things, you might get scraped. It's a bit more challenging to create your own path. But this journey of creating new ruts starts when we start replacing the lies in our mind with truth. You can actively start replacing the lies in your mind with truth. And you might even be thinking, well, what is truth? Where do I even find that? It almost seems impossible to find truth these days. Where do I even begin? Well, I would argue the best place to find truth is God's word. And last week, Caleb Walden shared about finding these truths in your Bible, and I love what he shared. He said, if you're not sure exactly where to look, you can Google it. <laughs> That's okay, no one's gonna tell on you if you need to look it up. That's okay, use it, it's a resource. Look this up, Google the things that you need. That's okay. In Ephesians chapter six, it talks about putting on the full armor of God. Maybe you've heard of this passage before, it's really powerful. It says, put on the full armor of God so you can take stand against the devil's schemes. Stand firm with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, the breastplate of righteousness in place, and your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Notice how all of those pieces of armor are actually defensive. The only offensive was the sword of the spirit, the word of God, the truth of God. If we begin to put on the pieces of armor and we guard ourselves with these, we will begin to notice a difference in our hearts and in our minds we will notice the difference. Tonight, I wanted to get you started with just a few truths. You can Google more because there's a lot more, but I wanna give you a few to just start yourself off with. These are fill-ins on your notes, so you can follow along as we go through these. But I want you to write these out elsewhere too. I want you to put them on sticky notes. I want them to be all over your house. I want them to be in your car. I want it to be in the fridge. If you open the fridge, there's a sticky note. Put them wherever you need to remind yourself of the truth. And I have to confess to you, I did it this week. This week as I was preparing for a message about anxiety, I was feeling incredibly anxious. How ironic. I'm like, okay, I see you, God. Writing a message while I'm really anxious about anxiety. But I said, okay, well then I should probably practice what I'm preaching and I'm actually gonna write out these truths. So here's two notes that I wrote myself this week. This was my desk that I was working on this message, studying, praying, and I wrote these out. And every time I'd get nervous or I would just get frustrated or I needed a break, I would just start reading this over and over. 
And I had to put those sticky notes all over my house. My husband can attest. I have them on my desk. I've got them everywhere. So as you follow along in your notes, I'm just gonna read these over you. You'll see next to it, there's a scripture reference. This is for you to look up, but I'm gonna read it to you. The whole verse won't be on the screen, but I'm gonna read it aloud over you. So go ahead and fill them in. But also as you're doing this, maybe just the next minute and a half could be like a breather. Like you could let these truths soak into your heart. The first one says, God loves me for me. I don't have to be anyone else. This comes from Ephesians chapter three, verse 18. It says that you may have power together with the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. The next one says, I am beautifully and wonderfully made. Psalm 139, 14, I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. It's that deep sense of knowing. You know that in your spirit. Next says, I am enough. First Peter 2, 9. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. You are enough. Next one says, God calls me his child. You are his child. Second Corinthians 6, 18. I will be a father to you and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. You are his child. Next one, very, very powerful from the book of Exodus. God will fight for me. Exodus 14, 14. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. You need only to be still. God's peace is available to me. It's available to you right now. Isaiah 26, three. You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. The last one, I have the power of God on my side. Amen. Second Timothy 1.7, for the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. Write these out. Go home and rewrite them so you can remember every day. I don't know about you, like maybe you guys are better than me, but I need this like every five minutes. I need this reminder. Not just once a day, you need these constantly. And all throughout the New Testament, all throughout the Bible, Paul talks to the early church about being in the battle for our minds. Even thousands of years ago, people were struggling with anxiety, depression, worries, and insecurities. This is not a new struggle to us. The people Paul was writing to, they were comparing themselves. They were comparing their lives, their failures, their successes to other people's lives, failures, and successes. They were using this toxic way of thinking to make themselves feel better. 
Our text earlier was from 2 Corinthians. If we go a little further in chapter 10, verses 12 through 13, it says this. We do not dare to classify or compare ourselves with some who commend themselves. When they measure themselves by themselves and compare themselves with themselves, they are not wise. We, however, will not boast beyond proper limits, but will confine our boasting to the sphere of service God himself has assigned to us a sphere that also includes you. Now, the first part of that verse is a little bit of a tongue twister, right? Like, what is Paul saying? He's saying a lot of themselves, by themselves, to themselves, with themselves. What in the world is Paul saying? Really, what it boils down to in this passage is that it's not wise to compare ourselves and our lives to others. This only creates more anxiety in our lives. But, It's an easy trap to fall into. I mean, we are all guilty of it. You're scrolling social media, scrolling Facebook, Instagram, and you see that another one of your friends is having a baby. And instead of being happy for them, you think, oh my gosh, am I behind in life? Like, should I be there? Should I be having a family? Or maybe it's even this thought. Why do good things always happen to them and never to me? And we begin to tell ourselves these and we instantly cue the downward spiral and we're already starting to engage in a battle for our minds. But Paul says something so crucial at the end of this passage. You can't miss what he says at the very end. He says, we should not compare ourselves to others, but instead measure ourselves by the Lord's standards. When we compare ourselves to others, we're using the complete wrong standard of measurement. Comparison, it it never wins. Comparison is honestly a straight up liar. There's this really wise philosopher, someone that I respect and admire. It's just this really wise man. His name is Justin Bieber. Um, I do love Justin Bieber. Uh, And he says in one of his songs, the grass isn't always greener on the other side. It's greener where you water it. I know Justin Bieber wasn't the first to say that, someone much wiser, but it stuck with me, okay? That's where I get it from, from Justin Bieber. But what he's saying is comparison, it just never wins. It's envy, and envy ultimately is a liar telling us that we deserve what others have, and if we can only make them feel a little bit lower, then maybe we'll feel a little bit higher. But the devils that come forth from our envy and rage, they just unleash even more hell on our lives than we even had before. A few years ago, I was interning at a church down in Orange County. They took us to a conference during this internship and I knew that one of the speakers at this conference was gonna be a woman and a speaker that I really admired. I follow her on Instagram, I've read all her books, I probably know way too much about her. I admire her and respect her so much, and I was so excited to hear her speak. But when she came out, instead of being ready and all excited to hear what God was gonna teach me through her, all I could think about was, man, I wish I looked like her. Her hair's so long, my hair's not long. I wish I had a cute outfit like that. I'll never be as good of a speaker as her. She's so funny. I'm not funny, I wish I was funny. She's so captivating, I wish I could be captivating. 
And I was so focused on this comparison game that truly I couldn't even tell you what her talk was about. It's a little embarrassing to admit. Completely lost track of what she was even talking about. I envied her life and her success so much that I lost sight of what God could have even taught me through her message. Now, a few weeks later, I actually got the opportunity to attend her church and to meet her after the service. I was so excited. It was an amazing experience getting to meet this woman that I look up to. But you know what I noticed when I was there? She didn't love her outfit before she went on stage. She was nervous and she was a little anxious. She battles anxiety too. But on stage, I only saw the shiny, the pretty parts of her. But I got to see behind the curtain of her life. And we won't always get this opportunity with people we admire or maybe it's even turned into envy. But we have to remember that there is always more behind the curtain. Like in the movie, The Wizard of Oz, they're so excited to meet this great and powerful Oz. It's like the crescendo of the entire movie. And they go and they peel back the curtain and there's just a little old frail man. That's all who's behind the curtain. Now, one of the biggest things I learned from this experience with meeting this woman was that comparison is the thief of joy. Comparison is the thief of our joy. It will rob you of your joy. If I sit around and compare myself, my dreams, my life all day, I'm gonna be a very unhappy Ruby. Comparison and jealousy is the belief that the Father, that God doesn't have enough. It's the belief that there's not enough good to go around. If that speaker has all the talent, then how am I supposed to get any? And that sounds silly as I'm even saying it right now, but we have to start replacing these lies with truth. I've heard it said that life is 5% what happens to you and 95% of how you think about what happened to you. This is why focusing on ourselves, comparing ourselves and being driven by pride just stirs up anxiety like nothing else. You wanna know the fastest way to lose your confidence, to lose your joy? Compare yourself to the person sitting next to you. Compare yourself to your friend on social media. Comparison is the thief of our joy. Our perspective should instead be fixed on God's view of us. And let me tell you tonight, God thinks that you are the most wonderful, most beautiful, most special in all his creation. In the creation story, humans are actually the only thing that God calls very good. Not just good, you are very good. He thinks that you are more than enough, valuable beyond measure, lovable just as you are and uniquely gifted and called. Pastor and author Craig Rochelle wrote a great book called Winning the War in Your Mind. I highly suggest this book. I actually took a lot of stuff from his book for this message. So Winning the War in Your Mind. It's a great resource. But in his book, he talks about identifying the lies we're telling ourselves and actually starting to replace them with truth. So this week, I wanna give you a challenge. I wanna challenge you to do this. 
And maybe you didn't come into church tonight expecting to be challenged. You're like, man, I wasn't hoping to like walk out of here with homework. <laughs> this is a good challenge, okay? Stay with me. I want you to take some time this week and actually write out the lies that you tell yourself. You'll see on your note sheet that I actually made three spots for you. So I'm really trying to make it as easy as possible. There's no excuses. I want you to take some time and actually write out the lies that you tell yourself. Now this is gonna be a bit of a sobering activity. It might make you emotional. That's okay. Be patient with yourself. Give it all the time it needs to do this exercise because it's so crucial. How can we move on if we can't identify them? And then right next to it, you will begin to write out the three truths that you're gonna replace those lies with that God says about you. That's exactly what those other three lines are there for on your notes. Then once you have those two, you can start repeating these phrases over and over in your head when these negative thoughts start to creep in and the battle begins. And just like our series title, you can begin to let go and let God. I'll share with you one that, that I wrote when I did this exercise. I wrote as the lie, I am not enough. And I replaced this lie with what God says. I wrote, God says I am enough. I don't have to prove my worth to anyone. And by doing this, you're gonna start to retrain and literally rewire your brain. You will begin to notice yourself more at peace. And friends, I want you to experience a life of freedom. One where you don't wake up every day tight and anxious and immediately start battling off these thoughts right as you wake up. Instead, I want you to wake up and immediately start playing what God says about you on a loop in your head. Just like at the beginning of my message, I played those fun songs for you and now they're gonna be stuck in your head for the rest of the week, you're welcome. But it's gonna play on a loop in your head, but what if instead, what God says about you played on a loop in your head all throughout the day? At the beginning of my message tonight, I shared some funny notes with you that I wrote to my mom and dad, and they were funny, right? I was nervous, but they're funny. But I wanna share with you the last one, okay? I asked my mom for some pictures this week, and she sent me some pictures of these notes, and this was the very last one that she sent me. And I have to be real with you, it made me tear up. I wrote, make sure I don't get lost from you guys. Little Ruby wrote those words with a lot of fear, a lot of fear in her heart. My parents had never lost me, they never would. But that lie convinced me, something convinced me it was true. Is that you? Have the lies convinced you tonight? where you don't even feel that peace is possible? Do you feel so lost from God, just completely lost from Him and your relationship? I want you to know the truth, that God, He's waiting for you with just open arms. He will never lose you. He will never lose you. You are not too far gone. That is a lie you are believing tonight, that you are too far gone, it's a lie. 
You are never lost from his sight or from his care. You're never lost. So if tonight, if that's stirring something in your heart, please be bold enough to talk to someone about it tonight. Please take that next step of boldness. I can tell you from experience, that's when I've experienced the most breakthrough in my life, when I've said, I don't feel like I'm enough, and I've said it out loud. Please share that tonight. Maybe with a friend or a family member, but also over here, we're gonna have some decision counselors and people available to talk to you. Do you feel lost? Do you feel like the lies are holding you captive? Don't let that go on any longer. Come and talk to one of us tonight. We would love to pray with you. We would love to talk to you about this. And maybe even you decided that you want Jesus in your heart. We would love to talk to you about that as well. We want you to know that on this journey of letting go and letting God, you are not alone. I've shared with you tonight, I'm with you. Like I'm in this battle with you. Don't forget that. All of us here on stage, all of us on staff, we are with you as we begin to move from anxiety to peace and replace the lies with truth. Any thought you don't take captive will take you captive. So start tonight, go out and write out those truths. Do it before you go to bed so you don't forget. Make this a priority in your life so you can start to believe what God says about you. I'm so glad you decided to join us tonight. You could have been anywhere on a Thursday night, but you chose to be here. And I'm so glad you were here with us. Next week, we're gonna be continuing in our series of Let Go and Let God, and we're gonna be talking about breaking addictions. It's gonna be another powerful week that I don't want you to miss, so make sure you are here next week as we continue in our series. And please stop by over here if you have something on your heart that you wanna share. Thank you guys so much for being here. I hope you have a wonderful night and I love you all. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the SYA podcast. Be sure to connect with us on Instagram at wearesya.